The Detroit Tigers offense comes back, and then, you know, it, it doesn't. Recapping the doubleheader split today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. That is including YouTube. Um, this episode is brought to you by Blue Nile, the original online jeweler. Locked On Tigers listeners are also getting $50 off of $500. So be sure to check out BlueNile.com. Um, okay, we split, we split, and we split ugly Look, the first game was fun. That was, like, actually really fun. And the second game was just back to same old, same old. Right back where we started. It was almost like the first game just didn't happen. Right back. Very, very frustrating. Um, We did win the first game. Tarek Skubal started. He was lights out. We're going to talk about that. Even the second game, Alex Fajardo started. He was lights out. He was phenomenal. I mean, like, genuinely, I know he gave up two runs in five innings. Looking at it from, from an outsider, if you didn't watch the game, that's, you know, not not anything like overly special, uh, but that is, I mean, legitimately one of the better starts of the Tigers' season seasons. One of the better starts of the Tigers' season so far up to this point. Uh, also, literally right now, while a roster move was just made, oh, this is not anything crazy. Detroit Tigers officially, uh, Alex Fido returns to AAA, which makes sense. He was serving as the 27th man uh for both of his starts so he yeah that that totally makes sense uh they can bring him back if they really wanted to um but the 27th man totally makes sense drew hutchinson was the player that was dfa'd at the expense of joey wentz making his major league debut on wednesday So what does this mean? It means that one of the two of them is probably staying because DFA is not that that's not, that's not option down there, right? That's not, Oh, you're going to get option down and then we'll call you right back up DFA. I mean, that's like, we're, we're like kicking you off the 40 man potentially. Right. So that leads me to believe that one of these two dudes is staying and maybe it, it's Fiedo and they, you know, Joey Wentz will pitch and then they'll bring Fiedo back up and send Wentz back down, or, or maybe they just keep Wentz, whatever. Uh, I mean, also Matt Manning is making his second rehab start. There's a chance that he comes back next time his spot in the rotation is due up again uh, after two rate rehab starts in AAA. Uh, I mean, Mize is getting a rehab start at the end of this week. There's a lot. We talked about it on yesterday's show. It's going to be a lot of movement on the pitching side of the roster 
for the next week or so. Uh, and this is just highlighting that. So um, only reason we're talking about it now, I, I was going to save most of the roster stuff till the end because Wentz is pitching tomorrow. But I just got the thing on my phone that the roster moves officially took place. So there you go. Joey Wentz, if it wasn't already official, it is certainly official now. Uh, when you are listening to this on Wednesday, Joey Wentz will be making his Major League debut. Uh, Drew Hutchinson, DF8. You know, I, I, I think... It's tough. Like you, you weren't gonna DFA Ronnie. You that wasn't gonna happen. So I guess. Yeah, I mean, I like, I guess, I guess, like it, it, you know, just odd man out type of stuff. And it, you know, the bullpen's been really solid. I'm not sure anybody's gonna necessarily lose sleep over Drew Hutchinson not being in the bullpen anymore. But you know, he's had a couple of respectable outings, and I think that AJ liked him. I talked about it earlier in the season. I think AJ was. Uh, honestly, a, a fan of of Drew Hutchinson. So there you go. There's your roster updates. Now we can get to the games that were played. Um, first game, a lot of fun. At like, well, a lot of fun after we we finally scored a run. Like we finally scored a run. That was super cool. Uh, Scooble shoved. Like it, it was it was a fun game once we scored. So when did we, we scored two, I believe it was the fifth inning. So once we scored in the fifth, from the fifth to the ninth, it was a lot of fun. The first four innings, not too much fun. And then game two, not really fun at all. Because we just went right back to what we've been doing, which is super frustrating and annoying and dumb. And a lot of other adjectives that I won't say on air. Really frustrating. There was some positives to take from, well, from the first game, certainly, but there was some positives to take from both games. Um, it, it's just, it's so hard to break down double headers when one of the results is so different from the other, right? So, like, I, I could come on here and say, oh, you know, Jonathan Scope, big game, big game in game one, really, really solid, uh, went yard. Had another hit. They they showed the stat where hard hit percentage in the month of May. He's like the hardest, highest hard hit percentage in all of baseball. You know, better than like MVP candidates, Juan Soto's of the world. Like been crushing the ball in May. Just been getting a little bit unlucky. So like that's those are all great signs. Great signs. The thing is, then we go and and he did get a hit in the in the night cap. I guess it was nighttime. In the nightcap, but like the offense scored one run and we were getting shut out through eight. And then we did the classic, the classic, oh, we're going to get the bases loaded in the ninth and we're going to have the winning run at the plate. The tying run um, was on base. The tying run was at first and the winning run was at the plate when the final out was made. Just super frustrating. Super frustrating. There's a lot of cold stretches going on. I think Chris McCoskey tweeted it, so we'll give some credit to, to McCoskey. We have a really good um, – I'll always give credit to, to the Tigers beat writers. I know people love to just, like, crap on everybody, but take a look at how other teams are covered in Major League Baseball, and you will quickly realize that the Tigers beat is one of the best beat teams that there are in baseball. So be appreciative for sure. Um, McCoskey, I, I think it was McCoskey tweeted out 
Robbie Grossman, 0 for 15 stretch. Javi Baez, 2 for 17 stretch. And Spencer Torgelson, a 1 for 27 stretch. So, not great. Not great. The offense all around continues to struggle. And we thought we, we we had gotten out of it. Right. We thought that we had we had made it. We thought we were seeing the light. People were asking, you know, is, is is the turnaround here? Are we back? Are the Tigers back? And then they immediately slap us in the face with uh a shutout through eight. And then you know, they walked in a run. Like we didn't even put a ball in play to to like drive in a, a, a run. It's just Oh, it's very frustrating. It really takes the wind out of the sails. I think that's the saddest part. You know, like we have all this excitement. It was a fun game. Like game one was, was outside of opening day, probably the most fun tiger game of the year. Like was genuinely fun to watch. I was like having a good time. It was a beautiful day outside. It was awesome. And it just, golly, game two comes around and and there we go. Right back to where we started. Just right back. As if we didn't miss, miss a step. Very frustrating. We'll continue to talk about uh, the split, the, the doubleheader split for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, but first, I got to tell y'all about LinkedIn. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening, questioning, make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So a spring in the air, it's time of renewal and growth personally and professionally. So as your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier and find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. It's why small business rates LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your your job for free. A lot, lot of Fs. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMLB. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Lockdown Tigers. Thank you for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so we talked about the hitting. I'm sure we'll talk about it again at the end. But for now, we've talked about the offense. Um, let's talk about the pitching. 
And then maybe we'll go back to the offense, like who stood out, Candy swinging a hot stick, etc. But the pitching was phenomenal. The starting pitching, I guess, all the pitching was really, really solid today across both games. And I know that the the bullpen, well, a little bit the bullpen, uh, some they were running all over us in game two. They were running all over us. They had zero faith in Eric Haas's arm, and it worked out for them. They uh, Eric Haas, what two balls got thrown into center field? Two, three balls thrown into center field. Um, one of the short hops, Javi probably should have had, but that still doesn't make it a good throw, right? Like both can be true. It can be a weak throw, and uh, Javi should have gotten it. I think that's the second one uh, that that's probably falls under that category. But as a whole, I mean, they just did whatever they wanted um, uh, on the base paths. They they really did not fear. They, they had there was no threat on the base paths to them, uh, and that manufactured one of their runs single-handedly um, kind of mag- manufactured both a little bit, but, but definitely manufactured one there. Um, yeah. Not, not fun. Not fun at all, but the pitching was great. So let's talk about it. Alex Fiedo in the second game, we're going to start with him five innings, four hits, two runs. Both of them earned two walks and seven strikeouts. Uh, ZRA in two starts is now three six. He was unfreaking believable. He, I, I could talk about it just alone for half an hour. Just how good he looked. A- everything was fantastic. His slider. We've been talking about his slider since since I've taken over the show, and as a community, we've been talking about his slider since he was drafted. It was lights out in this one like borderline unhittable. And like, I I don't, I don't want to, I say that lightly. So that's why I kind of put like the borderline in front of it, but it it was as unhittable as unhittable gets. He threw it 26 times and induced 10 whiffs, 26 times, 10 whiffs, 18 swings, 10 whiffs ball got put in play three times. And honestly, Two of the three times were really soft contact on top of that as well. So the slider in 26 times thrown got hit hard one time. 95, 96 miles an hour. One time. Was lights out. The pitch mix was also phenomenal. Uh, The release point for everything was really good early on. The the first three innings, he was damn near flawless. Uh, the, The first, yeah, three innings and then, the ace scored there in the fourth. And uh, like I said, the Haas thing happened that inning as well. Um, but he, and, and I thought he recovered nicely, by the way, to have you be in your second major league start, have something like that happen to you where a guy gets on third that you aren't really responsible for the fact that he got all the way to third base. Um, really, really impressed. Really, really impressed. So uh, I, I was very impressed by how he was able to recover but the swing and miss stuff was lethal. And it wasn't just the changeup either. Like he had 10 whiffs on the slider, which in a five innings is just redonkulous. Nonetheless, the fact that it's this dude's second major league start, but four whips, whips, whiffs, four whiffs on the four seam fastball as well. Three whiffs on the changeup, which he threw 13 times, 
One of them was filthy. I think it was the, to, it might've been to end the second inning. One of the strikeout pitches, I believe it was the, the second inning. Just dirty, dirty. Falls off the table, beautiful. Um, soft contact, all on the changeup as well. Three balls put in play. Uh, none of them hit over 95 miles an hour, so none, none of them deemed as hard hit. Uh, and then two of them were 85 or, or 85 miles an hour or softer off the bat. So uh, really, really, I mean, 86 and a half was his average exit below for the entire outing. That's low. That's a really good number. You pair soft contact with, however, what did I say? 17, 17 total whiffs. You pair those two things together, you got a, you got a damn good start. Very, very impressed with Alex Fiedo. Like I said, the pitch mix really worked for him. Um, the, the tunneling of his four seam and his slider, we have talked about on this show a plethora of times and was certainly one of the biggest reasons that he found success today. Only three balls total Alex Fido gave up that were hit over 95 miles an hour. And that's what the analytical community baseball savant and everything deem as a hard hit ball. So only three of those the entire outing. His final line is five innings. Oh, we already read it. Four hits, two runs, two walks, seven Ks. Forgot that I already read that. Sorry. Really, really good outing. Really impressive. I know that he's, we've talked about at the beginning, he is going back to Toledo. Don't expect him to be there too much longer after his first two outings be, uh, being what they are. So good job. Big ups to Alex Fiedo. Uh The other one was Tarek Skubal. And I think it's probably safe to say that Skubal is the ace of this staff. And I, I also, like, I don't read into that stuff too much. Like, if you want a big debate, debate I can't speak. If you want a big debate over like who like who's the ace of of this pitching staff, I'm not really sure that I, I'm going to give that to you. Like I don't really, I don't really care like who like the general public like thinks like the ace is. Like I, I care if if we were in in a playoff spot and we were like oh like who's going to go in like the the winner go home game or who's going to go game one in the postseason like then like yeah that like that's a conversation I guess but like. The Tigers had their their non-ace win the Cy Young in the early 2010s. Like, I don't really care, like, who's deemed the ace right now. I, I really don't. But if you had to pick one, it's really hard to not go Tarek Skubal. He has had a phenomenal season. Even the ERA that he has, like, does not do him justice because they went back and had – his ERA is a 2-4-1 after this outing. Seven innings, a shutout ball will do that, but – they, they went back and gave him like two earned runs in a previous outing that were originally deemed off an error. How stupid is that? We can't go back and, and give Galarraga a perfect game 10 years later, but we can raise all of your starters ERAs. Get out of my face, dog. What are we doing? So dumb. Um, but Tarek Skubal shoved. There is really no other way to put it. He was the man in the arena. He was the man on the bump. And I think the most fascinating thing is, again, first off, nine whiffs, great outing. Uh, a little bit, well, I don't want to say nine whiffs is like, I don't want to say this in, der, in, a, in a derogatory term because nine whiffs is like solid. But Tarek Skubal has consistently gotten like 12 plus whiffs quite a few times this season. So Nine, a little bit of a step off, like the pedal maybe. I mean, five Ks, again, 
far from bad. It's just that we're, you know, we're used to, you know, Scuba going out there and giving us like seven or eight and five innings. And it's like, oh, well, you know, only five Ks, not a bad performance. And, and certainly not a bad performance because he was phenomenal. Um, but that's something that, that jumped off the page of me with just, you know, a little bit less on the swing and miss stuff. That being said, really good on the called strike numbers. And on top of that, really good at the average exit velocity. And that is huge. We talked all about last year, how Tarek Skubal was kind of like a, a the Adam Dunn of pitching. It was either a strikeout or a home run. You did walk three in this game, which also is slightly off brand to what we've seen this season. He has had a, he has had really good walk numbers up to this point. Um, but it's, it's just, it's awesome to see average exit velo was 85 miles an hour. This game, the average exit velo by pitch. Okay. Slider 83 sinker 92 on three balls put in play. Four seam 82, change up 80. And then the knuckle curve got put in play one time and it was hit very hard. But, you know, one, that's a one pitch sample, whatever. 85 and a half average exit velo across the entire game. That's 17 balls put in play. Really impressive number because last season that number was super high. He was getting either a whiff or he was getting teed up. So it's awesome to see that he is able to dominate a major league team without getting a a ridiculously high, you know, 12, 13, 14 levels of whiffs that he's able to to take that step and and induce soft contact while still getting a whiff when needed. Flawless start. One of my favorite starts of Tarek Skubal's entire major league career up to this point. Final line, seven innings, three hits, no runs, three walks, five strikeouts, 92 pitches. The other thing that's fascinating about it is – through the slider more than any other pitch again the sinker was up there a little more thing moves a ton man by the way but the sinker moved up a little bit more he threw the sinker more than the fastball today if we just want to go through it really quick slider threw it 30 times exactly almost exactly uh one third of the amount of pitches he threw like i said 92 pitches so just under um or just holy cow i can't do math just under, yes, because 90-30, right. Just under a, exactly a third there. Sinker, 23. Four seam, 21. Change up, 12. Knuckle curve, 6. So really solid pitch mix. Through three different pitches 20 or more times. That is awesome. That's so awesome. And he tunneled all of them beautifully. Consistent mechanics. Release point was on a point. No pun intended. It rocked. Everything about his start was awesome. So, so great. Incredible. So just continuing to see him take that step forward. He's been so good this year already. Hasn't had a start that I've looked at and been like, oh, like he lost it. Not a single one. And to see him just just take that step, it's awesome to see where they talked about everything else. We'll talk about the bullpen a little bit um, and then kind of just recap the day and, and to look forward to the rest of the series as well. First, though, got to talk to you all about Built Bar. Summer is coming. And with this summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. 
make sure that everyone has a Built Bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars is they're healthy and delicious. There's no more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com in order right now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, which means, again, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. You don't have to make that choice of healthy or not healthy. You just have Built Bar. It's incredible. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. That's including the Puffs. You compare that to a candy bar, it's usually about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to Built.com right now. They get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. They're all delicious. New flavors are coming out all the time. So check them out at built.com. Go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. It's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody. We are back here for our third and final segment at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Greatly appreciate you. Um, The bullpen, Joe Jimenez, I thought looked good. Thought he looked good. Drew Hutchinson pitched uh, in the the end. Not He didn't get a save or anything. wasn't a safe situation, but was the last pitcher that we used in the victory. Uh, he looked good, but now we have learned that he is DFA'd. So we'll see what his future holds within the organization. Uh, odds that he gets claimed, I don't think they're that small. I mean, again, he's been really solid. He's been a starter before. Like, he started for us just last year, pitched some decent innings. Um, I mean, I, I don't think it's crazy to think that uh, a team could could go in and, and try and swoop um, swoop him from us. I, I don't think that that's completely out of the question. If he does pass through everything and stays within the organization, um, well, that's a whole different conversation because some at some point it's going to come up to what he wants as well. So we'll see. We'll see. That's uh, Drew Hutchinson's future. Very big question mark on it, uh, but did pitch in this game and, and was pretty solid for whatever that's worth. Um, after Alex Fido, Will Vest. We have to talk about Will Vest. Will Vest is just like nasty. Like that's just that's just the world we live in. Will Vest is nasty. Dude that we lost in a rule 5 draft, then struggled so mightily with the Seattle Mariners that they sent him back to us is now like a sub 1-4. He has like a 132 ERA and and struck out the side like comfortably. Like looked dominant on the bump. Will Vest might just be nasty. The breaking stuff was moving like crazy. He really did look like in, incredible today. And I, and I know that's easy to say, like, you know, no kidding. He struck out the side. But even like looking past the fact that he has three strikeouts in the box score, like he just looked good. All the stuff moved like crazy. Um, I, it, it was phenomenal. It was a really impressive outing. Uh, the slider spin rate in into those that mid twenty five hundreds range, beautiful. Great outing, great outing from Will Vest. Shout out, shout out Willie V, right? Shout out Will Vest, man. Will Vest, more like Will is the best. Ha <laughs> ha, that was funny. Okay, Andrew Chafin uh, gave up some hits. Uh, look, like a 
a couple of them were hit pretty hard. One of them was kind of a babippy type of hit. Uh, the defense behind him wasn't great. He's still he, like he's fine. He's still fine, and and it's not like that blew us the game. He only ended up ended up giving up one run. To, uh, and what? We we scored one run. We we lost. We were getting shut out through eight. Whatever. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. I guess is what I'm trying to say in that inning. Not not a pretty nice recovery, if anything. Uh, I'm not worried about Andrew Chafin at all. He he looks solid, and the velocity is back up to uh, to where we expect it to be as well. Uh, and then Ronnie Garcia. Ronnie Garcia um, did give up a a ball that was hit very hard. Outside of that, looked really good again. I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. Ronnie Garcia looked really good. And again, I'm not trying to say that Ronnie Gar- Garcia is going to be anything that he's not, but... Um, Looked really good two outings in a row. Really good two outings in a row. And I think there might be a reason that instead of sending Ronnie Garcia back to AAA for Joey Wentz, they DFA'd Drew Hutchinson. Looked pretty damn good. We'll see. And then Alex Lang pitches uh, the ninth inning. Uh, didn't get, didn't really have his, his swing and miss stuff. And that's the key to him. So, the fact that he he kind of missed out on uh, that, only had one whiff the entire outing, curveball sinker is his pitch mix, and only induced the one whiff on the curveball on, out of the nine pitches he threw. Did end up giving up the one run, but again, some, some interesting plays in the field, uh, and really it was just kind of like a manufactured run there at that point, just kind of moving ducks over the field, so... Whatever, not not gonna lose sleep over it. It's not like he he imploded. He solid solid enough inning. I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. Two five ERA on the year for him. Ronnie Garcia's ERA gets the sub two, and uh, Andrew Chafins is now at three one two. Will Vest a one three two ERA. This bullpen's good, man. It's too bad that we never put them in situations where we can utilize it because we don't like scoring runs ever unbelievably frustrating the Oakland A's are not good they're not and we have almost we've gotten shut out one game and almost shut out in two games back on the horse tomorrow let's go win a damn ball game thanks for making a lot of time Tigers your first listen every day now make your second listen locked on MLB host Paul Francis Sullivan please call him Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That will do it. Back tomorrow, hopefully talking about a W. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you all then, baby. Go Tigers.